And uh, good to have you here this morning. And uh, isn't it interesting that summer's finally come? <laughs> it's finally here. So I'm especially glad that you're here and not somewhere else because I could see the temptation since the sun is shining. Is it still shining? It was shining earlier. Is it still there? It's okay. All right. So it'll be if it's still there now, then it'll be there after we're done here. So uh, just be bear with me here this morning, and uh, we're going to begin a brand new series starting today, and it's called "Just Do It." Uh, if you got your Bibles, take them and turn to John chapter fourteen, and we're going to be looking at that in just a moment. Uh, I forgot to mention that uh, this Thursday is our annual business meeting. If you're a church member, uh, don't forget our meeting on Thursday, uh, September the 17th at 7 o'clock. Now, you have uh, on the screen here um, a symbol that most of you recognize. What does it stand for, anybody? Pardon? Nike. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. Uh, Nike is not sponsoring our service today. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, I will say this. Uh, Nike, the logo, the slogan is, uh, in fact, a wonderful metaphor for the Christian life. And so for the next few weeks, we're going to talk about uh, just do it. And you'll find out what that means in just a moment. But before we go any further, let me just remind you um, about what the logo stands for. That logo is a stylized V. It's not just a check mark. It's a stylized V, and it stands for victory. I don't know if you knew that. Adam, did you know that? You got that on your shoes? You didn't know that. Now you know. Uh, Nike is uh, is actually a Greek word, which means victory. And... Uh, a fantastic, fantastic logo, a fantastic uh, name brand, Victory. Especially if you're in the business of selling running shoes and uh, sports equipment. Because anybody who plays sports, anybody who runs, wants to be victorious. Is that right? Well, my friends, the same thing can be said about the Christian life. Anybody who is a Christian wants to live a victorious life. You want to be you want to be victorious. The phrase, just do it. Fantastic, fantastic slogan. What does it mean? It means very simply this. If you want to be victorious, if you want to be the victor, if you want to win, you have to just do whatever it takes. You just have to do it. That means this. It means no excuses. It means no blaming anybody for what's going on in your life. It means no procrastination. It means no waiting for the right moment. It means no postponing. No whining, no complaining. A beautiful, beautiful metaphor for the Christian life. And so this morning, if you want to live the victorious Christian life then you have to just do it. And you say, Pastor, just do what? <laughs> I'm glad you asked that question. You need to obey Jesus. Would you say that with me? That sounded uh, like you weren't 100% sure of that. <laughs> say it one more time. Well, that sounded kind of angry. <laughs> now let's say like we're, we're happy to obey Jesus. 
That's out of Mennonite. No, we'll stop. We'll stop there. We'll just stop right there. Look at what Jesus says. Let's look at the scriptures here. Can you read that with me? Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. So, folks, every time you see the Nike sign and the Nike slogan, don't think of running shoes and and the Nike company. Think of Jesus. Think about being victorious in Christ. Now, here's the thing, folks. I see so many people, especially as a pastor, I see so many people, so many believers, that is, who are living defeated lives. They have no joy. They have no no peace in their hearts. They're they're oftentimes miserable. They're angry. They're bitter. They got bad relationships with family, friends, workmates. They're chronically worried. They're chronically afraid. Financial difficulties. They're constantly falling into temptation. They can't seem to overcome their bad bad habits. And my friends, if you go back and look at that early church, the the very first church, the first days, the first months, the first weeks and years of the early church, you'll find believers who are victorious all the time. What has happened to us here in North America? How is it that we've lost the victory? How is it that we are, are constantly feeling defeated? And you wonder, man, I don't know. I don't know about this Christian life. Well, I want to talk to you over the next few weeks about living a victorious life through obedience to Christ. It's the only way. I can't stand up here and and call you forward and wave a magic wand over you and make you go away living victorious. There's only one way that you can be victorious, and that's by obeying Jesus Christ and His teachings. That sounded Mennonite too. (laughs) The only way that you could stand victorious is by obeying Jesus Christ. Now, I'd like you, I'd like you just to repeat this with me. Would you do this? Because you're going you're gonna to be repeating this for the next few weeks. But let's say it together. Ready? Okay, ladies, you say it. That sounded Pentecostal, actually. <laughs> okay, guys, let's say it. Notice the words immediate and full. Because if you're going to live a victorious Christian life, folks, it's immediate. You don't wait for the right moment, the right time, or I'll do it later, or I'm going to carry on doing what I want right now, but sometime I get around to really being a good Christian. It's immediate. It doesn't ask, should I or should I not? It says, Jesus says it, so therefore I'm going to do it. And notice it says full obedience. You can't, how many know today you can't, you can't just go 80% with God? Everybody knows that? You can't say, you know, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna dabble in Christianity. I like, I like Jesus. He seems like a cool dude. I'm gonna kinda go along with, with a lot of what he says. But, you know, I got my own ideas of the way things should be. And, and I'm just gonna sort of incorporate my own philosophy into it. 
Folks, I'm going to tell you something right now. That is a recipe for disaster in your spiritual life. If you want to live a victorious Christian life where you are on top of things, where you've got joy all the time, peace all the time, where you find yourself uh, financially uh, on board and, and where you need to be and, and your marriage is where it needs to be and you've got happiness and joy in your family and your marriage is great and you are and you're got a great relationship with your people at work and if you don't have a great relationship, you're working on it and it's getting better. Folks, that comes through being obedient to Jesus. When you live the way Jesus has instructed us to live, things go well for you. Did you hear that? When you live according to the teachings of Jesus, things go well for you. When you live according to the teachings of the word, things go well for you. So if you're going to be a victorious Christian, then you need to be obedient to him immediately and fully. There could be nothing that you hold back. I want to say this. The words obedient and obey. Obedience. They're very, very offensive words in the year 2009. Somehow the word obedience offends our sense of civil rights. I should be able to do whatever I want. I should be able to say whatever I want. I should be able to go wherever I want. I should be able to be whatever I want. Folks, I want you to know something. This is a, a Western North American philosophy. This is not Bible. Because the life that Jesus calls us to is a life that is lived in full obedience to him. And so suddenly you say, it's not my rights that matter. It's what does Jesus want? What's the will of God? I'm going to ask you that question. Is that what you asked yourself? Day to day? Moment by moment? Because that's what a Christian does. I, uh, I googled the word obedience. And I wonder what would come up. And you know what came up? Dog obedience schools. <laughs> if we're going to talk about obedience, it's applying to dogs only. It's only for dogs. Man, we've got this thing wrong. If you're going to live a victorious Christian life, my friends, then the very first thing you need to know is that Jesus calls for full obedience to him. In fact, he says, if you love me, you'll obey me. If you don't obey me, listen to this. It means you don't love me. Let the Spirit of God speak to your heart right now. This is serious stuff. If you love me, you will obey me. If you don't obey me, if you don't do what I say, you don't love me. I don't care how exuberant your worship is and how much you get into it, how much you raise your... I don't care if you close your eyes and you... If you don't obey Jesus, you don't love him. And that, my friends, is precisely why the church in North America is so powerless and so defeated. Because we are not living in obedience to Christ. We're not living seriously. We're not taking seriously what he says. And in case some of you are here this morning thinking, man, I don't know about this. This sounds a little bit over the top. This sounds like a, we're just going to an extreme here. May I remind you that from Genesis to Revelation, it's all about obeying God. Did you know that? In fact, our defeat came in Genesis chapter 3 when Adam and Eve disobeyed God. And the whole Bible is all about what happens when people obey God or don't. Last week, we talked about those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. All those who are going to heaven have got to have their name written in the Lamb's book of life or you don't get in. 
whose name is written in the Lamb's book of life? All those who love Jesus. All those who obey Christ. If you're not loving Jesus, if you're not obeying Jesus, then your book, your name's not in the book. And guess what? I can't, I can't write up a, cert, a certificate for you to, to hand to God and say, would you please excuse Johnny's failures in these areas? He's basically a good guy, but you let him into heaven? It won't work. Your name's got to be in the book. And the only way that's going to happen is through obedience to Christ. Now, you, you would have to agree with me today that in our culture, in our society, we have got a huge, huge problem with obedience to authority, a respect for authority. Jesus prophesied that in the end times, there'd be an outbreak, a great outbreak of disobedience. My friends, we're seeing that happen right now in our day and age. And so I want to ask you the question this morning. Are you obeying Jesus? History proves that Every defeat experienced by the children of God has come, a, come about because of disobedience. Every time, every time you fail, every time you stumble, every time things go bad for you in your life, in your marriage, at work, in your culture, your, your, your checkbook, whatever, every time it goes bad, you know, what, you know what it can be traced back to? It can tr- be traced back directly to your unwillingness to submit to Jesus. Did you know that? And we see it in the Old Testament where the children of Israel disobeyed God. And, and what a disaster. In fact, there's a whole generation that had to roam in the wilderness for 40 years that missed out on the promised land because of disobedience. Because they wouldn't obey God. In your own life, has anybody here experienced any defeat in your life? Any... any uh, Failings, any weaknesses? You're, you're ashamed of things that have happened in your life. You, you trace, you can always trace it back to a lack of obedience to Christ. Now, this is not a terribly popular subject because it calls you to give an account and give an account to God for the way that you're living your life. You cannot go on living the way you are because by By definition, a Christian is somebody who lives like Christ. And the only way you're going to live like Christ is by by obeying him. Now, here's the thing. (laughs) Has anybody here always been obedient their whole life through, never made mistakes? Anybody like that? Because if if you're like that, then you need to come up here and take take the mic and finish up this sermon. I mean, I was a very good boy when I was growing up. You can ask my dad. I did nothing wrong ever. He's here today. And by the way, it's his birthday. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded Mennonite. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Happy birthday, Dad. We're going out for lunch, right? Up to we're going for lunch, right? Okay. okay. Same care. We're fine. Every one of us struggles. Some struggle more than others, but basically every one of us struggles with obedience. And guess what, my friends? Here's the glory of our God who knows us and loves us 
and is so gracious and so merciful. He knows that you don't have what it takes to be obedient. He knows the struggle that you have. And so you know what he did? He sent us his Holy Spirit. Look what it says here. Jesus says, all this I have spoken while still with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. I want to just show you a quick little uh, video clip. Because I want to tell you this this morning. That the beginning of any discussion on obedience has got to begin with the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. The only way that you're going to live an obedient life to God is if you have the power of the Spirit working within you. So let's take a look at this little video clip. When you give your heart to Christ, the Bible says that you were sealed with His Spirit. Because God knows that you and I don't have what it takes to live according to His Word. God knows that you and I need supernatural help. And that's why He has given us His Spirit. Now here's the thing. So many of us live our lives and we have no, no awareness or very little awareness of the Holy Spirit at work in us. What a, what a, what a shame. What a terrible shame. Shame on us. We have the Holy Spirit and yet we don't even acknowledge Him. And so this morning, I'm going to tell you this. If you and I are going to live obedient lives, victorious lives, where we're constantly overcoming and we are victorious in every area of our life, great marriage, great family, great job, Joy in our hearts. No, no fear, no anger, no bitterness. If you're going to live victorious in Christ, then you need the work of the Holy Spirit in you so that you can live according to the teachings of Christ. Jesus, when he was on this earth teaching, he taught us how to live a victorious life. And that's why the Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 8, we're, we're more than conquerors. How? Through Christ, who has given us a spirit. So this morning, what I want to do as we begin this series on obedience, I want us to look at how the Holy Spirit assists us. There's three ways. First of all, John 14:26a, it tells us that that He has given us His presence. Wherever you go, there is the Holy Spirit with you. Tony Campolo, I don't know if you've ever heard of him or not, but he said once he understood this, it absolutely ruined his dating life. Because wherever he was, I was looking at Jarrell and Wendy, sorry about that, guys. Uh, wherever, wherever, wherever he was, and with whomever he was, there was the Holy Spirit. Now, I want you to understand something this morning. God has promised to never leave us nor forsake us. You are not alone. When you're driving along in the car and you think, oh, I'm safe, I'm I'm here all alone. I can, I can say whatever I want. I can curse at the people in the cars around me. Jesus is there if you're a believer. Wow. 
You're alone. You're, you think you're alone. If you're a believer today, the Spirit of God is with you wherever you go. That should radically change the way you, the way you speak and the way you, you live your life. Jesus says, But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will come and be with you. That word counselor, we don't have a, we don't really have a, a word in the English language to, to adequately describe what the Greek word is. The Greek word is the word parakletos, which means the alongside one. The one who is always there, always beside you. So Jesus says that when I go away, he says to the disciples, I'm with you right now, but I'm going to be going away. But when I go, I'm going to send along the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, the alongside one, who will be with you all the time. You will have his presence. And because his presence is with you, that should greatly influence what you say and what you do. He's with you. The other day, I came home. Kids didn't know where it's coming home. And uh, they know it. They're not supposed to be watching TV. Yet the chores aren't done. The garage door goes up, and I start backing, and all of a sudden, Sarah comes running out. She's got a funny look on her face. Parents understand this. And I say, what's the matter? Nick just turned off the TV. <laughs> I said, pardon? <laughs> that was the last thing on my mind. Nick just turned off the TV. I said, really? Yeah. I said, well, why are you telling me that? Are you tattling? I said, no, but I just thought you should know. <laughs> I went in the house and I said, Nick, did you just turn off the TV? He goes, thinking, whoa, this is spooky. <laughs> he goes, yeah? <laughs> How did you know? Sarah told me. Yeah, I just did that. I said, why'd you do that? He goes, uh, 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 you know, kids, I, mean, I was there too. I, I used to do exactly the same thing, Dad, when you came. I would shut the tea off and run, pick up a broom and a dustpan, start cleaning the floor or something to make... Just, It's amazing, my friends. It's amazing what happens when the presence of dad is there. It's amazing how it influences your life. It's amazing how you will obey when dad is near. And guess what, my friends? Dad is near. The person of the Holy Spirit. He's there to influence what you do. And so I want you to know something. When you think you're all alone, you can do whatever you want. You're not alone. Now, for some of you have just wrecked your life. <laughs> you thought, when I'm alone, I can do as I please. No, you can't. God is there. If you're a believer. If you're a Christian. The Holy Spirit is there. The second thing, my friends, is that he imparts wisdom to us. It says there, he will... Teach you all things. And again, the Greek language is so rich, so rich. 
In fact, if you read this in the Greek, it's, it's, it's written in the present active voice, which means he will be teaching you all things. In other words, once you've received the Holy Spirit, he continues to impart wisdom and teaching to you. It doesn't stop. Some people think, well, I'm going to get, I'm going to, God's going to speak to me when I go to camp or when I go on a retreat or God's going to really speak to me if I go to church on Sunday and hopefully he does. But I want you to know something. What Jesus is promising for you and me is an ongoing, never-ending teaching and wisdom. My friends, that is how you and I are going to live an obedient life. Because the Holy Spirit's job is to constantly be teaching you. Or as Jesus is explaining to you the things that he's taught. You show me a Christian who is saying stupid things, and I'm going to show you somebody who is not listening, who is ignoring the Holy Spirit wisdom and teaching. Show me a Christian who does stupid things. I'm going to show you somebody who ignores the Holy Spirit's teaching. Show me a Christian whose life is messed up. And I'm going to show you somebody who's not listening to the Holy Spirit. Show me somebody whose marriage is, a, is, is messed up and destroyed. And I'm going to show you people who are not listening to the Holy Spirit. The purpose and the work of the Holy Spirit is to give you wisdom and give you teaching so that you will live a victorious life. So that you will have a great family life. So that your kids will get along with you and love you. So that your, your husband and wife, as husband and wife, you'll get along with each other. That's the work in the person of the Holy Spirit. And it's available to every single person who calls himself a believer. The question is this. How come so many of us as believers are struggling, and are so defeated. Well, I would tell you this. It's because we're not listening to the Holy Spirit. You're just not giving God time. I People come to me all the time and say, Pastor, I need your advice on this. And the very first thing I want to say is, but did you ask Holy Spirit first? Some people think that the pastor is like, like the priest, and I got a magic wand, and I could just sort of sprinkle pixie dust on you, and everything's going to be all better. How many know that I don't have that ability? I don't have that power. I wish I did, but I can't. I can't. Everything's all better. I can't blow, sort of just blow air in your direction, and all. Oh, thank you. That was just what I needed. It's especially true first thing in the morning. Oh. <laughs> That's why we got a king size bed. It's <laughs> way over there, away from my bad breath. <laughs> I can't, I can't do this. Only the Holy Spirit can impart to you the wisdom and the teaching and the instruction that you need so that you'll live an obedient life and therefore be victorious. That's what you need. But we don't listen. How much time do we spend in the Word of God? How much time do we spend in prayer? I'm telling you right now, if you're not praying and you're not reading your Bible, you're not giving the Holy Spirit an opportunity to speak into your life, then you're going to be making stupid, stupid mistakes, doing dumb things. Anybody say amen to that? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Oh, it's just me. Okay. (laughs) The other day, I went to pick up my suit at a particular dry cleaner. I'm not mentioning uh, the name of the dry cleaner. 
to pull apart. But I, I will say, <laughs> I, I mean, I, you know, I, I had to get my suit done because of the wedding yesterday, and uh, I had to do a wedding, and I walked in, and I thought, uh, I thought, oh, no. It's the same grouchy, miserable person who's been working here for 14 years. I could feel myself getting ready for a fight. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Is it just, you know what I'm talking about? Anybody like that? Is it just me? You know what I'm talking about? I'm, I'm ready now. I'm ready for anything she dishes out. Bring it on. At that very moment, the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, Be gentle and kind, Alan. Remember who you are. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Not only am I a Christian, (laughs) I'm a pastor too, right? And so the very first thing I said when I walked in, I said, You know what? It amazes me. You've been able to work here for 14 years. I said, What's it like? Dealing with the public. He says, oh, if you only knew how difficult it was. And then she gave me a great big smile. I didn't know she even had teeth. <laughs> great big smile. Folks, first time in 14 years I see this woman smile. Now she's ready to give me all kinds of help, anything I need. And if, if it's not right, bring it back and we'll redo it. It's like, is this the same person? <laughs> it's like, before it was like, I dare you. I dare you to bring it back. <laughs> I'll shred it if you try it. She's nice, kind, helpful. Wow. 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 You do things God's way. When you live according to the... Wisdom and the teachings, the ongoing teaching of the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, He will be teaching constantly, never stops, if you'll just listen. If you'll just listen. So when Jesus says to forgive people who offend you, immediate and full obedience, let it go and let it go now. Forgive. So you will be forgiven. Forgive immediately. The weight will be lifted and you'll feel happy again. Someone strikes you on the cheek. Jesus says, turn the other cheek. Don't seek revenge. Let it go. Just let it go. How many know it's far easier to let it go to just start fighting back? I'll tell you about Superstore sometime. (laughs) Jesus says, go the extra mile rather than fight. It's far easier. And it reflects Jesus. You see, you, you lose your joy. You lose your happiness. You lose your victory when you start fighting, when you start trying to get even, when you start trying to get revenge, when you start trying to be God. The Holy Spirit is with you. And he's speaking to you. And he's giving you wisdom to make right decisions based on the teachings of Christ. That's what makes you victorious and more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. And one more thing i got to share with you about what the Holy Spirit does in your life. My friends, this is ongoing. It's every day. And this should be evidenced in the life of every believer. 
not just for the pastor, for, for a few select special favorites of God. It's for everybody who calls on the name of the Lord and who has put their faith in Jesus. Jesus says, and he will remind you of everything I have said to you. Do you know that the Holy Spirit is with you and every now and again he just pokes you in the side? Anybody experience that? Little poke? That's what happened to me at the, at the dry cleaners at Perth. Oops, I was going to say that. He will remind you of everything that needs to be said. Now, again, the Greek language, so rich. The, 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 the way that you translate in the Greek, literally, is shall be under reminding you. In other words, the picture is, is that he is always, always on duty and ready to poke you, prompt you. Hey, hey! You know what I'm talking about? He's there. Prompting you so that you get it right. So you don't mess up. So you don't say stupid things. So you don't do stupid things. So you don't mess things up. He's there to prompt you. Don't go that way. Go that way. Not that way. That way. Don't say this. Say that. Don't go there. Go here. I was, uh, I was, uh, one of the faithful kids in my Sunday school class when I was, uh, I guess about eight, eight years old. And, if you're a Sunday school teacher, you know how important it is, if you're going to put on a Christmas production, to have, to have kids who are faithful, who are there every week. And so, being one of the regulars, the teacher thought, well, here's somebody I can depend on to make sure that he's there to practice and gets his lines. And I memorized my lines. I knew them forward. I knew them backward. I knew other people's lines as well. I, I did it, and I did it well. Um, here's the thing. This may be hard for you to believe, but by nature, I'm a shy person. I don't like the stage. I don't like the spotlight. I don't like performing. It's just not who I am. It's not my personality. Night of production. Lights go off. Spotlight goes on. And I am a deer in the headlights. My mind's blank. I can't think of a single line. I don't know how it starts. I don't know what the play's even about. I'm just standing there thinking, oh God. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, out of the darkness, someone's whispering, God, is that you? (laughs) It wasn't God. It was a prompter. And that prompter actually prompted to me every single line that I had to deliver. <laughs> Not even being prompted with the first or the second or the third line could I get it. it my was, I was just totally blank. I was scared out of my mind. But the prompter was there to prompt me. And prompted me right through. My prompter did the, did the, did the role. I was just a pretty face. (laughs) I want the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart right now as you realize that what that theater prompter did for me 
He wants to do for you. You're going through life and, and you don't know what to say and you don't know what to do and things are not working right and you just are not sure how to do this thing. I want you to know that the one who is called the Holy Spirit shall be under-reminding you, under-reminding, prompting you every step of the way. You're not facing this life alone. Someone say hallelujah to that. You're not facing this life alone. He is there to prompt you and to help you every step of the way. I remember uh, when we were back at the other church, I've been praying for a family. The, they sent the daughter to kids club. And uh, every time we talked, it was so friendly, so cheerful. I thought to myself, Lord, this person just seems so ready to hear the gospel. And I invited, no, wouldn't come, wouldn't come, wouldn't come, wouldn't come. One day, I'm driving along. I'm in a huge hurry. How many know that when you're, parents, when you're, when you're a parent with little kids, you're always in a hurry? That's your life, right? And if ever anybody had an excuse not to do something, it was me because I was a pastor with lots to do. I had no, no end in sight. So I had a, I had a, a reason to, to make an excuse. But the Lord said, uh, I was driving along, and there's this lady with a flat tire, and the Lord said, stop and help that lady. God, I, got, I just have so much to do. God, you know how much I have to do. And the Spirit prompting was so clear stop just do it just do it i pulled over got in my car and lo and behold it's this lady that we've been inviting to church and who just wouldn't come wouldn't come wouldn't come and she said pastor allen and i said her name i said do you need a hand she said yes Yes, yes. I'm so thankful that you came along. And there I got out of my, got out of the car in my dress clothes, got down and changed the first tire changed in years. I believe that God gave me wisdom <laughs> and teaching so that I could do this thing. And do you want to know something? Because I listened to the prompting of the Spirit. That whole family started coming to church. My friends, if you want to be victorious in your life, you want to see your friends come to Christ, you want to see your family members come to Christ, you want to get along with your boss and your workmates, you want to get along with your kids, you want to get along with your wife, your husband, start heeding the promptings of the Holy Spirit. You say, I've never experienced that. It's because you haven't paid attention. He's there. He's prompting you. He's putting his finger upon you. And now it's time for us to start saying, God, I hear you. God, I'm listening. God, I'll just do it. I'm going to tell you something, my friends. If your Christian experience is not full of joy and full of wonder, then you just don't get it. You just haven't been listening to the person and the work of the Holy Spirit.
I want to show you one more, uh, one more little video. And then we're going to close in prayer. For those who call themselves believers, you have the Holy Spirit. And he wants to work in you. dwells in all who call themselves Christians. God, we want to live victorious lives. We want to have good relationships with our children and our spouse and our friends and our boss and our workmates. And we want to be victorious financially. We want to have peace in our hearts. We want to, we want to know the, the joy it should belong to all who know, who know Jesus. And so we pray right now that you would cause us to listen once again. Listen to your Spirit. To take time to acknowledge your Holy Spirit. And Father, to follow your promptings. The promptings of the Holy Spirit. We thank you today, Lord. Your spirit is always with us, always leading, always guiding, always teaching. Father, let the fact of your constant presence greatly influence and change the way that we live our lives in private and in public. God, may we give time to you each day, quiet time to sit and listen and be directed by your Spirit, to be taught, to receive wisdom. Father, we pray that we be a people who quickly respond to the promptings of your Spirit. For Christ's sake, we pray it. Let's stand together and sing.